I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. And we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. And guess what it is? It's spooky season. We are officially in October. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. we are in October. When right. we're recording, we're not. Sorry about that. Wow. We really ruined that. I ruined that. We're so good. <laughs> Come on, guys. Wink, like, wink. Noah, it's so September. We're a little rusty. We haven't been here in a hot second. <laughs> and so with it being in October, wink, wink, we want to make sure we bring you guys some fun, spooky stories. And we've got some haunted house stories tonight. Let's bring on our guest, Coral. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you are a fan. You've listened to the podcast. How did you find out about us? Um, just going through trying to find some haunted new haunted podcast came across y'all's and um, yeah I fell in love I have binged I have listened to every single episode that's so cool yeah yeah I feel like that's the biggest compliment we can get Coral this is the uh, this is the big question to see how big of a fan you are have you listened to the Christmas episodes god I did (laughs) wow okay all right real deal I mean, take them as they are. That's, you either love them or you hate them, you know? Yeah, there's no middle ground with the Christmas episode. Very polarizing. Um, well, okay, we've uh, floundered around enough. So one thing we, as you know, we love to find out where you fall on the Believometer. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Uh, yeah, I am a 10. I do believe, but I try and be a skeptic and I try and think of like, okay, maybe what was another reason, but I am, I am up there. I used to not be, 
and two of my experiences though. Ooh, and how old were you when you had your first experience? First one I can remember, I'm about probably like eight to nine years old. Uh, are there like any gaps in your memory of like what happened or is it pretty like clear to you? It's weird. So there's certain moments of my past or whatever, like, you know, like skip through. I have a very selective memory, but yeah. the stuff that has happened, I remember like I'm there. You know, that's a good point, Kat and JJ. I'm curious because I have a hard time recalling a lot from my childhood. Like I could not tell you who like half my teachers were when I was like going through school at a young age. What about you two or how do you guys remember a ton from your childhood or is it kind of hit or miss? Uh, I mean, for me, yeah, like I don't remember a whole lot except for like, you know, anything that was like, like scary or um, just kind of felt like a big deal. I, you know, some of those events are kind of imprinted, but. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like there's just many memories that I can't seem to recall or like situations, but like JJ said, um, it's very emotionally driven. So I can remember some teachers, but it, maybe it's because they were really mean. I have, have, I had a couple mean teachers or they were really wonderful. Um, yeah, a, a childhood memories are hard to come by unless emotionally tied, which is why it's so important, you know, at an early age to kind of, you know, nurture your children and that kind of thing in good situations, yeah. but. Well, and another thing that like trips me up when thinking about like how much I remember from my childhood is we don't really like know how much of our memories like actually like our memories and not things that like our our brains just kind of like filled in gaps with like they've done studies where like they'll ask people about something that happened and they'll they'll like give like a really clear recount and like yes I remember exactly this not saying this is you Coral I you know I, I have no idea um, but and then they are like okay but that thing that we asked you about didn't actually happen at all and so it you know it's just like like our brains are are kind of these weird machines that um, like certainty and like uh, concrete facts and so if the that certainty isn't there it can it can like fill it in for us and make it seem as if it was super real. So, and I, I feel like, yeah. I feel like, especially lately, we we've noticed with each other, we'll tell a story or we'll experience the same thing. And then we'll tell all our friends and then we'll keep telling people from week to week or, or month to month. And the story changes just this much or that much, or, or we, you know, so I don't yeah. know. It's, it's interesting to think about all the yeah. stories. That Life is just on. one big game of telephone. I feel like. <laughs> True. But I have the cliff notes of some of what we're going to hear tonight. So I know that Coral's bringing the receipts. So Coral, why don't you start um, telling us about your experience? So for this exact experience, the first one that I can like really remember. Um, so across the street, there was a home that was being rented and it was by a Mexican family and um, their mom loved to cook. So she made Thanksgiving dinner because my mom doesn't like to cook and she invited us to go to their Thanksgiving. And it was, you know, that was great because, um, you know, she, she knew how to cook good too. So, and so we go and um, at the, with the way the house is, is that you're in the doorway 
And from the doorway, you can see straight to like the hallway and kind of see the doors to the other room. Um, right to your like to your left is the room for the sun, and then to the right is like the living room and goes into the dining. And so you know, so that's how it goes. Um, and I remember that the parents and you know they're still kind of cooking, organizing the food, and then. To the left, you know, the kids are kind of in that, um, the child's room playing games. And I was kind of like walking in between. I think I was going from like, I think I ate a little snack or something and then going towards, you know, where the other kids were. And then I just stopped and and was drawn to the hallway. Just, just drawn to it. And I'm just standing there in this trance. And I'm... I know I was a weird kid. I was very socially awkward, very nerdy, you know, and all that. And even for me at this moment, I am thinking to myself, this is weird because I'm just staring down this hallway. And in my mind's eye, I see this elderly old white woman staring at me, just not scared, not, it's kind of like, who are you? That's kind of the emotion. And I got, I wasn't scared, but like I said, I'm just staring down this hall. Like there was no reason to, there was no reason. All the kids are in either the, you know, they're in the room and then all the adults are to the right with the food. And I'm just staring down this hallway and I just see in my mind's eye this, you know, and then also we're all Latinos. So why is there this white woman in yeah. like a one looking at like in my head? And, and I can, I can almost draw her. It was so clear, but yet, you know, and so, and, and it was in a trance like state. Like I said, it was just for whatever reason, I could not look away. I was just staring there. And then like, I think I heard a loud noise from a game or something kind of took me out of it. And I was just like, odd. And then I just went into the room and this kept on going. So like and, when, you heard, when you heard that noise, did, was she like no longer was appearing in the hallway? Like it was all just in my head though, but it was like the, but like with the noise, it kind of brought me back to where I was at. Like, like, you know, oh, like it was so weird. It was like a very trans-like state. And that's the only way I can explain it. So yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't like then you like physically saw her in the hallway. You I just like, not. it was all in my head. Had, like felt like that there mm -hmm. was someone there. Right. Yeah. I just, I just had this feeling to look that way. And then in my head and I got, like I said, I got the hurt emotion of who are you? Like, like just curious. I wasn't scared, nothing and no like evilness or nothing like that. And the reason I, t I say this story though, is that it was confirmed later on by the family who lived there. So later, years later, I'm, um, probably like a good 10 years later. I'm in, I'm from a small town. We end up running into each other eventually. And I ended up running into the wife, the one who cooked and invited us to the Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. and I tell her, cause honestly, after they moved out, they ended up buying a home, moved out. That house is abandoned. It is literally just sitting there rotting away. No, we don't know why it's not, you know, how come the owner hasn't bulldozed? How come he hasn't rented it out? How come he hasn't renovated? It's literally standing there collecting termites um, and the neighborhood gossip. She told me that all of the neighbors around him hate him, um, you know, because he's attracting termites and he's doing nothing about it. So you run into them or you run into uh, the family or somebody from that family. Were they able, how did they clue you in to what the yeah. actual haunting was? So, so like I said, like 
the house is literally now just abandoned there. And so I told her, you know, like, oh, you know, since you left, the, nobody's ever rented. Nobody ever moved in. And she goes, oh, probably because it's haunted. Like, I did not tell her my story. I never told her, like, nothing. She just busted out with that. And I'm just like, wait, what? She goes, yeah, uh, first time I saw the old white lady, it scared me. And then you just get used to it. Wow. So she said the old white lady without you being like, I saw an old white lady. Yeah. I Ooh. I did not tell her my story. I, I didn't tell her what I saw or nothing. Because, I mean, like I said, I was a very socially awkward kid. And I was just like, that was weird. But I just thought it was just a me thing. I just thought it was just me being weird. And so the when she said, I was like, oh. <laughs> do you know if they saw an actual apparition or was it the same thing where they kind of had this mental experience with a spirit the way she said it because i saw her i feel like she actually saw her like i think they saw apparition but i didn't really dive too deep into it or anything so it was just she just kind of confirmed for me but i didn't i didn't say my part back <laughs> that was 10 years after that had happened right yeah, so, I'm like 18 volunteering at the hospital and that's how kind of ran into. Yeah. Wow. So had you been thinking about that um encounter throughout those 10 years just kind of wondering yeah. about it or Yeah, sometimes it just pops into my head like, huh, that was, you know, it was just like I said I could almost draw her. It was so clear. Whoa. And like I said the house is there abandoned. It's Please I draw mean, her because I want to know if she lives in our room. <laughs> well, Coral, I'm curious because you did send a drawing to us. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, this is a different. That's now in our home. Yeah, that's what my sister drew, I think, when she was about five or six years old. And that was in our own home. And so my sister, her, yeah, I, I remember that drawing. My sister... Um, her room always feels weird. It's usually the coldest room. It just has a weird vibe. And when she was little, she could not stay in for like a whole night. She would always like wake up, run, go to our parents' room in the, in, you know, in the middle of the night. She just could not stay in that room. And, um, and she did that drawing and it's really creepy because I mean, it's, you know, I guess like a mom with a flashlight and then that creepy thing with long nails. Like, I mean, it's a pretty creepy drawing for a five or six year old, you know? Yeah. Noah, for our listeners, how would you describe the scene uh, in that picture? It looks a lot like my ex. I was trying to figure out if... <laughs> oh, that'll be the name of the episode. It looks a lot like my ex. Um, Kind of like a chicken monster, or so it's it's like it has like um, flappers, and then like a really scary dark face, and Wait, then like a long pointed nose. Yeah, I, I wish I could get the. Y'all remember that episode where someone like looked outside on their slide, and there was like. Yes. So yeah, Kat is referencing the episode we had where we had a guest on and she told us that like this bird demon was outside her house one night, and that she saw it, and then her brother confirmed confirmed that he saw it years later to the point where he pulled up his sleeve and he had gotten a tattoo of the demon entity on his arm that picture though it, it does kind of look like like a a plague doctor mask face you know the ones i'm talking about with were like like yeah. in medieval times and they'd have these big beaks 
And then like a cross of that with like a Pac-Man ghost or something. Coral, what did y'all think when you saw that drawing from your sister? Well, that's the thing. Didn't totally didn't remember it or anything until we were moving. And then my sister's the one that's like, she was looking through a notebook and then it was very like early in the notebook too. And then just saw that picture and was like, holy crap. And now does she have any memory of even drawing it? No, she was way too young. Okay. Okay. And did you guys have any hauntings in the home other than just kind of that creepy experience from your sister? Well, um, so things in the, like, there was like this doll and I forgot what it's called. And it's not like an animal. It was like some cute little creature that like it lights up and makes sounds. Yeah. I would do that in the middle of the night. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Kind of like makes- a Furby. Kind of, but it was called something else and I cannot remember, but it was like, this one in particular was pink in the middle. It could make, you know, a little display for lights and so were the ears. Um, and it was called like something with an H, but I can't remember, unfortunately, but I just know that in the middle of the night and it kind of does a laugh. So, ha, 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 and then the light. Uh, 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 I don't fuck with kid yeah. toy ghost. Mm-mm. I that's a very common thing. I probably mentioned this on an episode before, but like the families that I work with, they all have like puzzles and a lot of them have sound puzzles and no, like every single family says, oh, it goes off all the time. And yeah, yeah, it's, okay. we have that. It's the moo one and the cat and the dog, all that stuff. And it'll well, just start yelling. Versions of those puzzles, but yeah, there is a, a cow one and a I'm, cat. I'm pretty sure the moo puzzle is a copyrighted puzzle. <laughs> I don't think other puzzle companies are allowed to make those. <laughs> Is that a ghost or is that like faulty batteries? No, I mean, that's what my mom would say. My mom's like, my parents are very scientific. I was raised with science as the main thing. So that was always like, the batteries must be bad. They must be going bad. But to counter argue that these puzzle, the puzzles that we're talking about won't go off during the day ever. And they are either set off by like a magnet or by like, a shadow going over it if the piece isn't in it um but either way battery operated or because they all are that way anyways and energy whatever magnetic force or energy that people talk about that comes with spirits i mean that would be the counter argument like that's what's setting it off just extra activity going on around it when no one's near it right it never happened during the day so if the batteries were faulty then why is it not during even if you didn't touch it all day or play with it why would it just randomly go off at night do we just not notice it during the day because like people are like out and about and like doing their thing or i don't know well during the summer as a kid i did nothing but read harry potter book and play my game boy color pokemon gold so i think that would have hurt it because I did nothing but that. <laughs> I I feel like we just discovered that you and Catherine have a lot in common. <laughs> so what um what house do you belong to? Oh, um, I think I'm more Ravenclaw. Okay, nice. Ooh, I like that. Cat, you're a Ravenclaw Hufflepuff, right? Um, excuse you. You did that on purpose. He's laughing. Absolutely not. That was a real Slytherin move. Well. No, it did right there. Yeah. When the hat fits, you know. Um, well, in case you want our listeners to know, I'm a Gryffindor. 
Although all the all the tests I take tell me I'm Hufflepuff, but I am a Gryffindor because I could tell the hat what I wanted yeah. and they will give it to me. So yeah. <laughs> I think that only worked for Harry though. No, we don't know if anybody else tra- remember at the end he spoiler alert, he tells his uh, <laughs> he tells his daughter he's or son. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> his son. He's like, oh what he named his kid like Alvis or Dumbledore Snape. Ron, that there's like seven names, James, whatever. They named the kid, or no, no, no. He told his kid, he was like, Remember, you can choose which one you want, just tell it. So that goes for all of us. So Kat thinks she's Harry. We got it. Um, no, so, it. So, so Coral, you had these experiences. Now, it's my understanding you had one other experience you're going to talk about tonight with um, something to do with your ex. Is that right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So talking about my late ex, he has since passed. Um, well, before that, um, there was, I'm going to talk about this one moment, very particular. So he was pretty emotionally and a little bit physically abusive. Um, and so like trigger warning, but, um, this particular night he has a really bad drinking problem and he had already passed out on the couch. So he's on the couch completely knocked out, completely out. And I am in the bedroom in the bed, you know, sleep. Out of nowhere, so the bedroom uh, in this apartment had carpet. And you can tell when somebody's walking on carpet and that's what it sounded like. And I I could just feel this very intense fear and it was coming towards like the kind of the end of the bed to the left in that area it was exceptionally dark that area and that's where I could feel where it was coming from and just this really really intense fear like I am scared to get out of the bed I was yelling his name because the door was slightly ajar and yelling his name trying to get him to wake up but he's, I mean, he's gone. He is out. He is too drunk and passed out. And, um, and like, but, but I don't, there was no reason for this fear. It was so, but I just knew that there was something in this room with me. I could feel the energy. Like it is it, nothing I had ever felt before. And so eventually I just mustered up the courage it's like, get out. I need to get out of this room. I just got up, got out. He would not wake up for nothing, but I was not going back into that room. That's how frightened I was. I slept on the ground next to him. I, I would rather, mm. I rather slept on the ground than go back into that room. That's, I, I've never felt fear like that before. What do you think it was? So, okay, well, talking about the trance that I had been in when I was a kid. And that kind of got confirmed later. This is another time that I can remember I got into a trance the same exact way, but I cannot confirm this. But um, we were in this other apartment where from the bathroom, you could see it was a, it was one bed, one bath, and the bathroom was kind of separate. And then from the bathroom, you could see straight into the room. And I had just like finished doing my hair. And then I look up, you know, going to head out, and then I got into that trans-like mode and I'm just staring into the bedroom. I'm just staring into the bedroom. And I always slept on the right side. He slept on the left. And I'm looking at the left side 
And in my mind's eye, I see a very black creature with wings. He's turned away from me, but he's looking down at the side of where my ex used to sleep on. I don't feel fear because it wasn't to me. And so I'm not going to lie. I feel like it was showing me like I'm attached to him. Mm. And are, are you a very religious person? I wasn't. I was actually raised atheist oh, until wow. I had some of these experiences and, you know, yeah. Hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. Do you, and thank you for sharing all that. And I'm yeah, so sorry so for much. everything you've gone through. Um, thank you. But that's so interesting to think, you know, someone that's clearly lost and, you know, maybe has something like that attached to them. Yeah. And so the reason I also think this is because he told me a story that when he had visited Mexico, like in the countryside, that he was looking up, he's like in the room, he's looking up and he saw red eyes looking back. Your ex said that? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And so, yeah. So when I went into that trance-like state and I saw that, it was just so odd. But once again, the only other time I ever had that was when I was in that, the neighbors, but that had been confirmed. So, but like I said, I can't really confirm with this. Have you ever tried to put yourself back into that trance state or you think it just, you have no control over when it happens? I don't really have control because at this moment, honestly, I had just done my hair and I was going to go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> like I was just going to go get some food and it just out of nowhere, it was just like, happen wow so but i don't i don't know i don't consider myself a medium or anything like that mm-hmm. um i think this was like these were just powerful probably like entities or spirits that they wanted to be known or something or maybe at that very moment i was susceptible and that's how but right i it's not like i can just all right i'm gonna get into it i i don't know how to do that mm-hmm. and i think i keep myself pretty guarded from doing that but that's why there's another story where I, I did have the I have another experience because probably because my guard was down. Well, so. before we get into that, I just want to ask, like, uh, do you feel like that entity was like maybe trying to warn you about your relationship or do you just kind of view it as sort of being in the wrong place at the wrong time? I didn't feel fear or anything negative. Mm -hmm. I think that moment it was showing me. But later on, when I felt the fear, I think it was probably the same one, but trying to scare me away or Mm -hmm. trying to like, just, you know, because like I said, this at that, when I kind of had that vision, you know, in my mind, that translate saying everything, I didn't feel nothing. I was just kind of like, once again, just seeing it. And then I was just, and then when I got out of it, just like, that was weird. But that one night when I felt that intense fear, that was definitely directed towards me. And I have had, um, there's this one other time of night that, I mean, it's random, but I did feel something almost like a claw, like it's with a point, something with a point, kind of like go up my foot. You know, like when the doctors, they, they go up your foot to see if you still feel like, you know, can you feel this? So that's kind of what it felt like. Oh my it God. wasn't kind of tickled, but it was very, very weird. So I, I don't know if it was like just trying to be like, you know, I'm here. Or, yeah. or, 
I will be sleeping with my feet tucked yeah. under my blankets tonight. Even, <laughs> even if I'm hot, it doesn't matter. As you well, do most nights, because that's kind of one of your biggest fears is uh Yeah, of, a freaking claw of a demon scratching my foot. <laughs> okay, well, to, just as a group question, what are y'all's thoughts on like, can people be possessed and, or are there just innately bad, evil people that have no hope? Like there's, they're just maybe constantly attached to demons or, or, or things like that. Do y'all have mm. any thoughts? I mean, sure. yeah, like nature, nurture. I mean, I think personally, I think that genetics probably come in some if, you know, with like alcoholism, I, I think I remember learning in school that if, if you are born from somebody who suffers from alcoholism, it, the odds are higher for you. But right. I mean, but in reality, I think a big part of it is just the things that happen to you, you know, yeah. at a young age that you just carry that shit with you for the rest of your life. And it influences everything you do. Um, now, as far as like from a spiritual level, I don't know. I mean, I put my hand through a ghost, supposedly. I didn't really, I don't think Casper's hanging around or anything. Right. Um, I had like a big, like, uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, like we were at one of those mega church moments where you do, you have like your coming to Jesus moment or whatever. You know, I had that. And that stuck with me for a while uh, until I went through like some pretty, I, I saw enough and went through enough stuff that I just kind of lost the connection with that. Were you um, in high school? Do you mind me asking? When that happened with the, the Jesus connection? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I was like 15, maybe I would say 15, 16. Hmm. I was just going to say, I think the hardest thing is to change just once you get on a certain path, I just think it's, it's, you know, and I think that's why a lot of people are really more in the gray than good or bad. But do I mean, you think it's changing or do you think it's just like, Oh, like having an open mind and experiencing things that make your heart understand other perspectives? Yeah. I think that's a super healthy thing that can happen. You know, if, if, if you can experience that, but I think unfortunately a lot of people don't get that because maybe they're just from a really small town or they don't have access to travel or, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe now that there's like so many podcasts and YouTube and the internet and all that, I think as we've seen, people definitely get experienced to things and hook into it as we kind of saw with um, our previous elections and, and just the things going on in the world right now. But yeah, I mean, people can certainly change, but it's, I just, as I get older, personally i find that to fall out of like old traps and habits of things i have to really be aware of like what i'm doing and make a conscious effort to make you know the positive choice with those things all right coral do demons exist and can people be possessed i do believe demons exist which also i also believe angels exist mm -hmm. good cannot exist without the bad and vice versa but I think what really hurt with my ex was the fact that like, I feel like it's not like the demon, like, it's not like, I don't think he got completely possessed, you know? I don't think it was like, oh, you know, that excuses all his own actions and choices. But I, but I feel like it just really got into his mind. He 
a big reason for his drinking was just he was constantly going over his past Mm -hmm. and you cannot control the past and he was completely always like he also was always having this expectation and he was always constantly how come my family can't be like this how come my family can't do that how come they have to be like this and you cannot control people either so he 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 kept his mind was stuck to the past that you cannot change and to other people who you cannot change and yeah. since you cannot change that then yeah you're going to be stuck and he he never got out of that loop it was such, it was a loop that i think that Mm-hmm. I feel like with like the whole, you know, like I said, like, I don't completely believe, like, I feel like he was had a more of attachment. And I think like whatever this entity, this negative, very negative thing that was around him, I think it just kept him in that loop. Yeah. And he wasn't That's strong right. enough to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I did not mean to make it sound like I was using that as an excuse. It's uh, not excuse your experience mm-hmm. at all, but well, we know that's why JJ loses his keys because he has a ghost attached to him. I mean, we had a medium tell us that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like like little things like that. It's okay to blame a ghost. <laughs> Kat, what about you? How do you feel about that? I still can't pinpoint my my direct beliefs on all of this. Like, I also had that moment, and I'm you know, youth retreat or mega church moment as a kid. And then went through all this, like, you know, uh, searching for the right church or the right fit, or just like, I could every, I, I, I even started this church shopping blog and I would go to all these different types of churches and services because I couldn't figure out what it was, but everywhere I went, you could see the same types of people, even if it was like, you know, completely different denominations, you could see the same types of people that full-heartedly believed in what they believed in. And I just never felt that. And then I did and all this stuff, not to like get into my uh, faith origin or whatever, but now I'm at a point where I'm just trying to be really open-minded and learn about, you know, the histories of of so many different religious uh, cultures and, and that kind of thing. Cause I think it helps me find the similarities, continue to find the similar similarities in that. And most of it is just like leading with love and, you know, surrounding yourself and like good energy and wanting to protect the people you love. And, and I feel like it, it having a, it's a generational effect. It really is. Cause I, I do feel like, you know, my family has past generations of being really conservative and religious, but I do feel like there's some sort of like armor there as far as faith that was passed down and maybe that's the same for other families it's it's just like a cluster in my head anytime I try to say it out loud but I yeah I, yeah, I do I do think that darkness and like bad entities could be attached to people and to families I think well you and I are similar and that I, I believe we are in the way that we both grew up in pretty religious households and that we aren't necessarily like the houses we grew up in like i know since my mom knows that i have a tattoo now she's only called me three or four times and we used to talk like every week i mean we still talk and it's not like a division per se but i think that you know things it's different it's different um so yeah i don't know we got deep on today's episode jj did you have any thoughts (laughs) 
Yeah, I no. He's looking for his keys. No. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I you know, full disclosure, I'm not I'm uh an atheist, uh, you know, grew up religious, um, not like like very like conservatively religious, but it was a part of my life for sure. Um, so you know, like I I think like maybe there could be entities that um, we we don't fully understand, we don't know about. I'm not personally comfortable uh, saying whether those are angels or demons or or ghosts or um, transdimensional aliens is kind of where I lean towards more. Uh, I <laughs> like way more am ready to accept uh, aliens. <laughs> uh doing all this spooky stuff than ghosts but that's just me personally um yeah. <laughs> that's me holding on to hope but i guess one thing i do worry about when like i mean obviously the you know the bible talks about um you know, people who were possessed and uh jesus exercising demons and i've yeah. always and they talk about mediums and everything and spirits it's all in there right but also like people who were writing the bible had no idea what mental yeah. health was and so like for me personally it's more helpful to not frame it in a superstitious way but or well not yeah. superstitious, but like spiritual but also other people are the complete opposite and um you having it framed in that kind of way makes more sense mm -hmm. to them and they feel like they have more power over it and um can do something about it and that's yeah just i think different approaches so i was just gonna say um he never said that he never believed that this mm -hmm. is just from kind of looking back twin you know hindsight putting things together kind of you know make but no, absolutely. Like I'm, I believe in mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing I like, it's not an either or also, I mean, I think maybe there's some people who are like, uh, who, who think mental health is fake, <laughs> but, but those are very few and just really loud people. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a good old Lexapro ho. I'm just going to keep churning it out and, uh, hope that it keeps me. Pro, what? <laughs> An antidepressant. JJ acts like he knows it all, but really. I, I really don't. I don't know very much about mental health. Coral, thank you so much, as Kat said, for sharing that. That's, that's um, you know, we, we appreciate you feeling comfortable to come on our podcast and share all your stories, but especially something like that. So as we kind of wind down on our hour, I would love to know what some of your favorite episodes have been. Um. Yeah. Um. I I I did like uh, uh the Devons. <laughs> I I know that's like everybody and yeah. But I mean, I really liked it because I really like like I love listening to your podcast and listening to everybody else's um experiences. It kind of makes me feel I'm not alone into my own experiences, and it makes helps make things sense. Um, uh, make sense of things. And uh, what I like about his and uh, it's not only like, holy crap, what he, you know, that's way, oh, wow. But uh, the fact that he gave the tip, don't be scared. And I love that tip. So like anytime, because like my own home, I've had some stuff. Um, and so I don't know if you want me to talk a little, it's really quick. So yeah, go ahead. I've got to hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, in the home that I'm actually in right now, because uh, I just, you know, it's my home. Um, when I did the, like, already had signed the papers already, and I was walking out, I heard hello, like very distant, you know, and it sounded, you know, like, but like as a question, it wasn't like hello, it was like hello, and and you know, but is I was your walking, ghost Adele? Who? <laughs> and um but i didn't think nothing of it i was like oh maybe it's just some kids like maybe some kids around or something you know but it's like it's already too late like it's already mine so i was like i'm not gonna put too much thought into it well then i'm here i moved in i'm like on my bed so the bedroom um I can, you know so that see there's the hallway into the that bedroom and so that's the bedroom and then over here is like the dining so there's a good amount of space right in between mm -hmm. and so i'm chilling in my bedroom on the bed reading you know a book um and then it sounds like the kitchen is like being rearranged there's just all this noise like like shuffling and every, you know like like you know like it's being rearranged and then again i heard hello the same it was saying woman's voice questionative hello and i'm just in the bed reading my book and i'm just like I'm gonna keep reading. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would be terrified. The kitchen organization ghosts always get me. I just like don't understand how people just come out and their stuff is everywhere. That's another thing. That oh, that's the thing. The thing. It sounded like it was being rearranged, but whenever eventually I come out, not right away. I was like, I'm gonna leave, give some space. I nothing was moved. Nothing moved. Nothing had changed. It just sounded like it. Okay, tangent. Well, not really, but the thing that always gets me with stories like this is like you hear a sound and uh, and you go out there and you don't know where it came from, or or it reminds you of of a sound you knew and from childhood. Um, that's such a common reoccurrence where people will be like, "Oh, well, I heard my childhood doorbell, so I knew it was my dad," or whatever. Uh, so, anyone in your past that passed away that like used to be a big fan of the kitchen or like always reorganizing you know what I mean like my mom used to passive aggressively clean all the time so if I ever hear like even now if someone's cleaning loudly I'm like oh I what did I do wrong I need to go help um so maybe that was someone that was from your past that was like it's me hello maybe but I I wouldn't know yeah it was but whatever it is totally i mean i have i feel nothing i feel fine in my home it's it's there's nothing bad and then that video that i sent that was in my home as well so i feel like i feel like entities or whatever or spirits or whatever they're kind of i feel like they kind of know when we're watching or something because i have those blink cameras so that video that i have sent to you know what is the camera from over there the living room it shows the living room some of the dining and the front door and um and the the video is showing because i have lights that are motion detected and so but that other camera that was on that side it wasn't um it, it was i didn't pay the subscription for it so only from this one i had the subscription so it's showing like the lights being turned on by the motion sensor um and then you see like that dark mass going in front of it I don't know what the hell that was, but my dog knew because you can hear my dog barking in the video. But dude, your house is haunted. 
I know every time you turn the camera, I'm like, we're going to see a bird demon. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel fine in here. It's fine. And we we're you know, I'm certain I'm not the only, you know, person who's ever lived here and whoever else is here. They're fine. (laughs) Well, so last question before we get you out of here. Are there any guests um, since you've listened to so much of our archive? Is there any guests that we haven't had back on that you would like us to bring back? Well, it's kind of the newest episode where I'm waiting for Evelyn's tale about the ayahuasca demon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. That episode. yeah, yeah. that's a uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get because Evelyn comes on a good bit. So, yeah, we'll have to get her and Jess to come back and share that story for sure. And this other woman that I think she was from Mexico, that she had also a lot of experience. She was more yeah. like medium. Um, I'll also like if she had any more things. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. I really enjoyed that episode. That was, um, uh, when she was like talking to someone on the bench and then realized it was someone. Who mm-hmm. had and she talked know. about the lady, the, um, the, is it the lady in black? The one that like drowns kids. Oh, the, 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 the yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, and Coral, did you have anything you wanted to plug before we get you out of here? Sorry. Yeah, sure. My Instagram, the same Instagram that I had sent to you. Um, If anybody cares to um, talk or want to know more or like I have a I have a degree in nutritional science that I'm not using. So if anybody wants like nutritional counseling, I'm down for that. Um, Yeah, Coral, like the Coral Reef. C-O-R-A-L, Gons, G-O-N-Z, and then, yeah, 21. Awesome. I'm sure this will be an amazing episode. And thank you so much for coming on. You know how we end this thing. So let's do it right now. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Coral. Hello. Stop. It's me. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.